Podcast. I really, really appreciate you tuning in. I am Cherie Hardy, your host. If this is your first time listening, I want you to know that there is a website with tons of resources. It's badthoughttherapy.com. That's badthoughttherapy.com. You can go to that website and there's a page called support groups. And I am constantly adding I try to choose support groups that I'm very familiar with or I've heard a lot of good things about um, because I don't want to steer people in the wrong direction. But go to badthoughttherapy.com, go to that support groups page. Also, there are episodes there and you can kind of scroll down the different pages and find an episode just for you. Again, I appreciate you tuning in. And if you're in the United States, you know that today is the day that the United States celebrates its independence from Great Britain. This is the day. Um, Of course, everybody was not free and everybody was not independent in 1776 or later. It was actually a little later before they um, received their real independence. But um, there were Blacks who were not free. There were Native people, Indigenous people in this country um, who were not free. Um, but many of them lived and they survived by their strength, by the grace of God. And we are here today as a result of that strength and their faith in something greater than themselves. And uh, we are truly the answer to their prayers, our ancestors' prayers. And so I am glad to know that I'm here. It's a beautiful day. I don't really celebrate the day. You know, it's a time of reflection for me, and it's a time of reflection about true freedom. And that's what this episode is about. It's going to be about true freedom. So I just added a page, even though I haven't added an episode to my website called Poetry Therapy. And I'm getting ready to add another page called Book Therapy. I have been so blessed over the years by reading great books. You know, there are people out here who are connected. There are people who have, they're they're spiritual, they're thoughtful. And as a result of that, in the form of a book, they've been able to share their ideas. And what it does for you when you read a book like that, um, it, it helps you to be more reflective about what you're thinking. You know, you you want to have that metacognition. You want to nurture that. And that thought therapy is about healing your thoughts. Because if you heal your thoughts first, you can heal your behavior. You can't, most people who have not taken the time to really think about this and understand this, they address the behavior. They address what they see in the physical, but it's truly what is happening that you don't see. You don't see a person's thought. You see the manifestation of their thoughts. You don't see their feelings. You don't see their attitude. You don't see their value system um, in a tangible sense, but it, it is our thoughts that change our lives. And once you change your thoughts about something, then you can change your life. Once you renew your thoughts, you can renew, you can create something new. 
but it's but if you don't change your thoughts first then nothing else is going to change you know just recently I was um, my business is in a public place and I found myself mentoring this young man and just kind of you know ministering to him and talking to him and the more I talk to people the more I realize why and I've been this way myself so I'm not just talking about him and judging him I'm judging myself I'm talking about myself is the reason why we get stuck we get stuck is because we have not really changed our thoughts about something so you know if if someone is let's say struggling with trying to get out of hood life street life right they have to see that street life as bad because if they don't see the street life as bad or they don't see it as deadly or harmful or they don't see it as killing them then they are not able to move from the street life some people will see it as bad and and evil and all that and still want to be in it but but sometimes people the reason why they can't move from a particular place in their life is because they're comfortable there and they don't see it for what it really is and they don't see that the outcomes for what they're doing or the consequences for what they're doing are really going to be more painful than whatever pleasure they think they're getting out of it so for example you got this young man who is now in prison um he's a rapper who is been arrested he's tried to get um get out on bond and they the judge has not released him from bond and um he has rapped about thug life and hood life and you know they don't understand people don't understand i got the whole episode on this the truth about the entertainment business is that if you are glorifying something evil you're going to be promoted you're going to they're going to they're going to boost you up but the consequence of that is now they boost you up to you get the money so they can take you down they can take that money right back and that's what they do this is there's a pattern of this if you're living with your eyes wide open you'll start to see this so i when i was a teacher in the inner city a lot of children listened to that kind of music that glorified materialism and thug life and violence and crime and drugs and evil and what i would tell them is that you know that is all entertainment it is created it's fabricated it's made up because if you really really tried to live like that you really tried to practice that the end result is always going to be tragic at some point you are going to be dead or you're going to be in prison are you going to be on the streets are you going to you know you you're not going to have peace because you're going to always have to look over your shoulder until they find the key so it's really not something to emulate and follow but they fix it up and they make it look cool and glamorous when you're making when it's not real when it's in fantasy form but when it's in real life in real time it's a whole different thing when you know you're talking anyway going back going around as i was mentoring this young man what I and I told him this and it just hit me as I'm speaking to him as God is leading me what to say to him is first he has to change his mind about how he sees the way he's living and that goes for any of us anything we're doing that ultimately is going to cause our own self-destruction we can't see it as okay because as long as you see it as okay you can't you can't you know 
you're not going to be able to break free from it. So you, when I say see it, I mean have a mental idea or thoughts that it's okay. If you believe it's okay to kill somebody or it's okay to sell drugs or it's okay to, you know, in my case, I'm struggling with my weight. I'm trying not to eat as much. I'm trying to eat, make better choices, healthier choices. And I can't see it as okay to do what I'm doing because I can never break free. So that's what I want to talk about is real freedom. But real freedom comes when you change your mind and your attitude and your thoughts. So I was going to talk about something totally different, and I am going to still talk about it, but a later episode. But I want to start off with book therapy. I don't know how I jumped around, but book therapy, I was getting ready to talk about book therapy. There was a book that I read. There are some books that I read that have literally changed my life. And one of the one of those books is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was born in the very early 1900s, and he died... Uh, He was like 92 years old when he died. And he was a victim of the Holocaust during World War II. He was in the Nazi concentration camps. And in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, he talks a lot about what happened to him. But he talks about how people responded to what was happening to them. Very fascinating because I remember reading something like there were some people who even though they had a morsel of bread, they would still share it. But then there were other people, they would steal a morsel of bread from somebody else who only had a morsel. So it's all about the choice. And so here's some quotes by him, because let me tell you what real freedom is. And really, we are all built and born with a certain level of freedom. Real freedom is being able to choose your response. For whatever the reason, things happen to us that are beyond our control that are not pleasant. Bad things happen to all people. Good things happen to all people. But things happen to us that are beyond our control. And no matter how careful, no matter how prepared we are, they happen anyway. You can be the best driver in the world and still get in a car accident. person can be the best woman in the world and still drown. You can eat healthy, you can exercise and still get cancer and still get a terminal disease or get a chronic disease and die. This is life. And I'm not even going to try to say why life happens that way. I would just say that God does not change life. He changes us. Things happen. You can love people. You can bless people. You can help people. And they'll still become wayward. They'll still do everything they can to destroy themselves when you've done everything you could to help them be the best they can be. Give them all kinds of advantages. And they still do turn their back away from that and do what they want to do. What we really have, though, no matter what happens to us, we have the ability to choose how we respond. And Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to do a page called Book Therapy where I start to list certain books and once a week I need that you know what I need to do is once a week I need to add a a book to that to that page that I have personally read and as I I read new books all the time share why that book is so good or just share information about the book and um, just just that book had a profound impact on me that's your freedom you know you cannot choose what happens but you can choose how you respond you can choose your attitude about it 
you know, um, and I know that some of what I'm saying is easier said than done. Our initial emotion or reaction to certain situations is usually natural and it's usually retaliatory. You know, we really want to, you know, somebody slaps us, we want to slap them back. Somebody says something to us, we want to say something back. You know, um, sometimes when we're struggling, we want to do something to get out of that struggle quick and easy, but quick and easy may not be the right thing to do. You know, those are natural responses. It takes a minute to garner up that supernatural response and dig deep within yourself and say, you know what, no matter what evil they're doing, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to return evil for evil, but I'm going to return evil good for evil. I'm not, I'm going to let them go. I'm going to let them do whatever they, you know. So Viktor Frankl talks about the fact that during World War II, there were people that had everything taken from them, even life itself. They had their material possessions taken from them. They had their beloved family members taken from them. And he talks about the fact, though, that some people chose to find meaning in their suffering or some people chose to still be righteous no matter what. And you got to understand that during World War II, and I didn't know this until I read a book. This was years and years ago. This was like 35, 40 years ago. Um, I read Sophie's Choice. I was in college. So this was a while ago. This is like 40 years ago. And um, Sophie's Choice... I didn't know this, but uh, William Styron reminds us that a lot of people lost their faith in God during the Holocaust because they couldn't understand how a loving God would cause so much suffering, so much pain. Why would he allow this? And I'm going to do an episode on struggle and, and I'm as best as I can because I cannot explain everything away. And anytime you're talking to someone and they got an explanation for every single thing, something is wrong because... There are some things in life that are inexplicable. There are things in life that happen that we don't understand. And it does not diminish the power of God. It does not diminish um, his glory. And it, does, it doesn't mean that life has to be bad. It just means that sometimes it's, it's not understood. And we just have to, there's a, there's a moment where you have to be humble and accept but Victor Frankl says, you choose your attitude. He's not the only one, but he's just one. That book changed my life. We choose. There are people that have gone through extreme abuse. And it's just, just primeval. There's no other way to say it. And yet, some people, when they go through that, to numb themselves from the pain and memories of that, they will anesthetize through drugs, or alcohol or food or whatever and then you have some people who you know they find a way to be healed they find a way to be happy anyway they're able and, and this is what I, I've talked about this is they're able to manage their thoughts they control their thoughts and I've said it before and I'm gonna say it right now so you get this your thoughts are just like a television you choose what channel is going to play on your television you can change the channel you can press the stop button you can press the fast forward button you can rewind 
you have the power. If no one has said this to you, you have the power to say, no, I'm not going to think about that event. I'm not going to keep replaying that event in my mind. And you make yourself think about something else. And what I used to do is I had some things that I would think about that I wanted to really do. Like I really, really want to travel to South Africa. So I, you know, I looked up some places that I want to see. There's some, every time I think about this, there are more places too. South Africa is a fascinating place to me because some people believe that it's really South Africa where all life began uh, with the Sands people. That every, according to geneticists, a lot of people don't know this, this is not just general information, but according to geneticists, we all humans have a genome from a tribe of people in South Africa called the Sands people, which are, who are dying out, which is interesting. I don't know why, but they are people that have not um, changed much from their um, original habitat and practices, life practices. And so eventually they're starting to dwindle down and I just hope that someone will try to save them. But anyway, it's always something to do. Um, but I, I want to go to South Africa. So what I would do is anytime I would, some bad would, you know, come up in my mind, I would just imagine myself in Plettenberg Bay on the beach, you know, watching the beach where the two oceans merge together, but they don't mix. That is so fascinating to me. Being on a safari where you can see the lions and the elephants, you got to have a place where you can go to. And, it, and that place has to be a pleasant and wholesome place where whenever a bad memory pops up, you're able to make yourself think about something else. You choose, and that's what Victor Frankl said. I'm going to read some of his quotes in a few minutes, but that's what he basically talked about. That is one of the gifts that we are given. We are given the divine gift of choice, and every single being has it. Human being has that choice. And some people, you know, and I've been there. You want to replay all the bad things that happened, all the bad things, you know, um, somebody did or said or whatever. But you can choose to think about that because it's a choice, but you don't have to. You don't have to think about that. Another thing that we have the ability to do is not to choose. And this is something that saved my life is we can choose to think about people. Or we can choose to think about the one who made people, the one who's greater than people, the one who has more powerful than people. And one day, I don't know what it was, it's like a couple of years ago, I was just going through a low moment. And I was just thinking about a relationship that I had and, you know, just so much that I endured. And I spent all my time not necessarily thinking about what the person did to me, but thinking about how I allowed this person to do it to me. You know, I just had this awakening, like I chose this. I let this person do this and degrade me and humiliate me and treat me like I was dirt. I allowed that. It, you know, just, just they, they didn't put a gun to my head, a knife to my throat. And even if they did, I still could have chosen not to accept it. So I was going through something like I accepted this and I was just feeling so bad about myself for accepting it. I was like, you know, wow, I just really did not have a strong, I didn't have not a strong sense of self-worth. I had no sense of self-worth. And I was grieving it. I mean, to the point where I was literally shedding tears. 
And then that quiet, small voice, the voice of God, just reminded me that why am I thinking about what this person did or what I allowed this person to do? Why not think about his grace? Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, I started to think about the grace and the mercy of the creator of the son. Because through it all, he kept me. He saved me. He saved my mind. He saved my life. He saved me. And when I shifted the focus, it's a choice. Not to think on what man did to me, but what God did and how God saved. Not how, you know, the man hurt, but how God helped. When I began to meditate on the goodness and the grace and the unfailing love of God, my life changed. That's when my life really, really changed. And I remember just, I, I had been like that for a little while. <laughs> it, it, it had been a little minute. I was sitting in the same chair I'm sitting in right now in the living room. And I was just like, ooh, every day I would just start thinking, like, what in the world? But maybe I needed that moment of purging to get all of that out of me because I don't think up until that point that I had really purged like that, like I'd really gotten it out. And when I shifted my focus and I started thinking about what God did and what God, how God saved, I have been renewed. And so we have that choice. Here are some quotes about choice. This is a gift, a special gift that you have been given. And I don't know what you're going through or what you have gone through. And I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I want to encourage you today and let you know you have the choice to think about good instead of bad. You have the choice of thinking about a brighter future rather than a darker past. You have the choice to think about the treasure in your life rather than the trials in your life. You have the choice to think about how to transform an obstacle into an opportunity. That is a choice. It is a choice. And choose life instead of death. Choose to let, to make sunshine. If you don't see any sunshine, if it doesn't look like it's sunshine on the outside, but you can create sunshine in your life on the inside by doing something that you really want to do and, and enjoying life and finding, no matter what money situation you have, finding the simple things in life, picking up a book, um, going for a walk, or watching a show, um, you know, talking to someone you really want to talk to. But you have the choice. You have the choice to find the message in your mess to find a purpose in your pain. It is a choice. We all have bad things, terrible things happen to us. But we all don't stay down and we all don't stay paralyzed and crippled by those things. And it is a choice. It The only reason why some people are up and some are down because they've chosen to be. Chosen to be. It's a choice. And you know, I had a friend and she was telling me, she, she used this as a metaphor, how, you know, depression has become like a pet. You know, you just, you you pet it and you cuddle it and you, you know, take, you know, you you with it all the time. It's comforting you. And we got to change that. You, you have to make a choice that you're not going to be sad. You have to make a choice. You're not going to worry. You're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be anxious. These are emotions. We're not talking about clinical situations because there's a, a lot of people forget this, that anxiety is an emotion. Depression is an emotion. 
it becomes clinical when you don't get out of it. And see, when it becomes paralyzing and it stops you, inhibits you, inhibits you from doing things that you need to do. So we're not talking about the clinical. We're talking about don't choose to let that emotion have the power in your life. But here's some quotes by Victor Frankl and one by Maya Angelou. And then I'm going to close this, this episode. And I want to thank you again for listening. This is what Victor Frankl said. The one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. The last of one's freedom to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. You can choose if you're going to be hopeful or hopeless. You can choose if you're going to be happy or sad. You can choose if you're going to be bad or good. It's a choice. Because there's some things that happen that are beyond your control and you can choose whether or not you're going to fight or whether or not you're going to let go. It's your choice. That was Viktor Frankl again. Here's another one. Forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess except one thing, your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. Now, that is easier said than done, but baby, let me tell you, I'm a witness. I had everything. I lost everything in a flood over 10 years ago. And I can assure you that every your material possessions can be gone in a twinkling of an eye. I just read a great quote about money. I'm going to talk about money a little bit, but I'm doing a money book. But you can choose how you're going to respond. And it's easier said than done, but you have to choose. Here's another one. This is one of my favorite ones. Between stimulus, what happens to you, and response... There is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Something happens to you before you respond, before you react. There's this space. You got to choose in your mind. Here it is. And he says, in our response lies our growth and our freedom. That is real freedom. Freedom is when you don't have power. You have power as long as you can choose. And so you have power no matter what is happening to you. Even if you're locked up right now, you have power. Because you can choose how you think about it. You can choose how you're going to respond to this situation. It's a young man, and I'm going to finish out with a quote by Maya Angelou, that I follow and I want y'all to try to listen to him. Um, He's on YouTube and he's on social media too. I don't know all his handles, but I think he's under... Khalid Kareem 75 and, and, and on YouTube it's life lessons learned with um, Khalid Kareem 75 he was in prison for 25 years straight and when he first went to prison he had a different attitude you know he didn't have the right attitude but at some point he changed his attitude he changed his thought bad thought therapy and I did an interview with him, by the way. He changed. I need to do another with him. He changed his thoughts. And once he changed his thoughts, he did his time differently. And God graced him to be able to get out. And you know what he has done? He hasn't been one of these people that's gone back. Since he's been out, all he has done is good for the hood. He is committed to doing good for the hood. You have to first change your mind. Here is my last quote by Maya Angelou. And it's something like this. I've seen it said many different ways, but in one of her books, she did a quote that's similar to this. You may not be able to control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide, meaning choose, not to be reduced by them. 
something is that and I know this is different because the actual quote says something you may be changed by what happens to you you are going to be changed you are going to be affected but you don't have to be reduced because you make that choice not to be reduced you make that choice to rise anyway instead of to stay low and stay down and depressed you make that choice that you're going to find the purpose in your pain the message in your mess the opportunity in your obstacle the treasure in your trial you find the better instead of bitterness in your circumstance that is real freedom that's true freedom ladies and gentlemen and you have it you are free embrace your freedom take off those mental chains those that those um mental bondage because we can be in mental slavery take it off right now you got the key you are responsible for your own mental enslavement you are free it is emancipation day it is independence day it truly is ladies and gentlemen this is Cherie Hardy i'm your host of bad thought therapy i created it just for you go to my website and if god leads you please make a donation so that i can keep going have a beautiful day bye bye